All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Squadcast 73, the podcast you never wanted from a bike company. Uh, I am Michael, as always, uh, marketing. I'm joined by... Mac. Um, I'm Miguel. I'm marketing, too. Dude, you... Uh, wait, you almost forgot your name for a second, right? <laughs> I just didn't know it was my turn. Like, oh, okay. I, I would have told you quick. if you forgot. <laughs> no doubt. I'm, uh, I'm Danny Casal, a, a bad animator. Okay, so Danny says he's a bad animator, but I guarantee almost everyone watching this podcast right now or listening to it, we're available on Spotify and iTunes, um, has seen one of Danny's animations. So we're going to go ahead and cut one in right here so that the audience can kind of see what we're talking about. Enjoy. Hey, hey, yeah, I have a question. Can I ask you my question? Do you like soup? Do you like soup? <laughs> yes, soup is so good. I love it too. You eat it, you sip it, you do what you want. Just eat some soup. And don't get me started on waffles. <laughs> they are so delicious. Okay, so that is uh, cool, cool man, Coffee Dan. Yeah, uh, that on, was weird. On Instagram and yeah. YouTube. Um, that's what you're famous for at this point in your life. Did yeah. you ever think that that would be how millions and millions of people know you? No, I, I don't even know how to, you know, go about taking the first step to doing that. I always knew I wanted to draw for a living. Mm -hmm. um, like specifically, I remember daydreaming in eighth grade Spanish. Like, how cool would it be to just wake up and draw and somehow, you know, get paid for that and entertain people with that and have like a reach and an audience with that. And I'm like, but I don't even know how that's possible. I don't even know what that job title is. So... And, I, you know, I, it's just wild that it's come to this through through the succession of events of the Internet. And this is such a weird thing for me to even be asking a guest right now. But where did where did you get soup and then waffles? And like, yeah. what, like what's the process yeah. on something like, like that? Was because there was there a soup <laughs> that you were eating like chicken noodle? Right. Well, you know what? Yeah, because I was sick with bronchitis. This was a month ago, so I was like sick with bronchitis a month ago, and I was just eating a ton of soup, and I'm like, this isn't that bad. Soup is really good. And uh, then I proceeded to discover this app uh, that does like the Imogen Heap mm -hmm. uh, type of effect, yeah. and I was having so much fun with that, searching for lyrics, and I just finished eating soup, so I'm like, duh, I'm going to make it about soup. And, uh, you know, then it was just a natural uh, emotional progression to singing about waffles. It had such <laughs> a it had such a Kanye. And yeah, um, it's it just it's so trendy. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like one of those things where it because of the music that it that people have created with that sound, it naturally draws out emotions, which I yeah. think is why maybe. And I don't want to sit here and try to break down why that went viral. Um <laughs> But maybe that's partly because 
it reminds me so much of yeah. Uh, what, how do you you say em, emogen heap? Emogen heap. Emogen heap. I, okay. dude, I no However you say it, it. it's like um, that, that's emo like ninth grade. Right, right, right. Yeah, and like, it gives you like mm, these feelings, say? and so to watch that, and then when he spreads his arms, we we commented on the nipples, like how yes. you just pop a couple little nipples there, and it adds this extra level of like comedy. What is yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it is also like, I think. Kanye is one meltdown away from creating that exact song. And that's where I think like, that's where I think like this whole thing is so it's perfect for the time that we're in. It is you, you're talking to millennials. You say a lot of it's millennials and Gen Z that, that watch what you do. Yeah. And I think there's this weird desire to escape reality in such a major way. It's not like, Oh, let's consume entertainment but it's like, let's consume this weird stuff that we've never seen or never felt. Yeah, It's like this evolution of people wanting to, I guess, evolve their emotions and their their content that they absorb. I mean, is there anything in that vein that makes you feel like that's why you catch on? Well, this, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm learning as I'm going here, but one of the main things that I realized that confirms that, that level of like deepness is people are scrolling through their timeline and their guard is down for the most part, mm. especially when they see my thumbnail with bright colors and uh, poorly drawn, cute characters. Their guard's down. They think they're about to go on an excursion of dumbness, you know, and, and with some videos they might be, but so their guard's down, their emotional guard is down. They go into this video, they're watching the first five seconds, and then like something happens and it hits them and they're like, why am I feeling stuff right now? Why am I like feeling heavy? Mm-hmm. So like with the soup one, I can't even really explain it. There's a little bit of magic juju in that one, probably with like the singing, the soft tone singing and like the rain effects in the background and the colors, the soft tone, like the cool tone colors. It takes you somewhere emotionally, even though you have this weird green blob singing about soup, but you're just like, it brings you to a very, me- you know, meditation state. Like, like trance. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, what is going on? And you're, you're confused. You don't know why you're feeling that, but you love what you're feeling. I have another um, animation series called Blue Dude, where in many cases, it's like many kids, from what it seems like, from what I'm reading in the comments, it's, it's many kids' only source of, like, therapy. Uh. And it's this blue character that kind of ta- tells you how... You know, life is mostly good, and and if you're feeling self-conscious, you know, that's okay, and you should stop. And um, another one about, you know, that you're loved in many shapes and forms, and uh, you go into this thinking like, wow, this is about to be some dumb video because it's like this blue blob, but then he starts, you know, hitting you where it hurts, so to speak, and, and addressing the issues and addressing, you know, the emotional, you know, issues that you carry and... Uh, all of a sudden, you're seeking help from this fictional, you know, character. But people want to see more of Blue Dude. They're saying, "When's when am I going to see Blue Dude again? When's the next Blue Dude?" And I'm, it's an honor to, you know, as well as all the comedy and dumb stuff that falls under the Cool Man Coffee Dan universe. I'm mostly honored to offer that sort of help through my characters because kids don't have access to that. So, do you find that you're reactive to you know what your users are engaging with or you know engaging you with or are you more reactive to the culture and pop culture or what's going on in the world or what you're feeling kind of a mix of everything or i would say mostly the 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 former um definitely mainly just kind of going about what i'm doing and gauging 
what everybody's liking and, you know, doing less of what people don't like, d doubling down on what people do like, like Blue Dude. Um, but there's there, there's sometimes like the pop culture. I did one about uh, Kanye and, and Trump, um, and that one really popped off because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was sure. just so dumb. Yeah, you did um, one with the egg too, right? Oh, yeah, the world, the world record egg. Yeah. I hopped on pretty quick. I made that in like one night. <laughs> talking to my to imaginary objects in my fr refrigerator <laughs> and um that popped off that got like two million views in 24 hours and wow um dude your engagement's no joke how do you get engagement's how, wild for how sure. do you why do you think you get so much engagement is it people tagging other people is it people sharing their problems in the comments is it people saying i relate to this yeah all of the above i think mostly it's it's the what I call tagability culture, you know, um, tagging your friends and tagging people that this makes you makes you think of, and um, you know, uh, s you know, sending something to your friend that made you laugh in hopes that it'll make them laugh too. Um, in the beginning, like people were calling my stuff memes, which I thought, okay, I'm a, I guess I'm a meme guy now, but it's evolved beyond that. But Really, that's all people knew to call that because they, there's no other explanation yeah. for something you watch and yeah. they want to tag yeah. six yeah. friends in yeah. other than a meme. Dude, and who doesn't How? like soup and waffles? Yeah, I mean, you're like, not only are you engaging them with the trans, like, you know, sounds, but like everyone loves soup. Right, yeah, right, man. right. Like you were talking about that, Mac. You were like, everyone I love loves soup. soup. I mean, you can have a hearty soup or you can have a brothy soup and, you know, they're both equally <laughs> like between. fulfilling. Yep, you're right. eating and drinking at the same exactly. time. Right, you can do what um, you want. It's warm, it's satisfying. It could so be cold. Do you find yourself like, <laughs> you know, trying to, do you find yourself in a battle with, okay, what do I, what do I give my users more of what they want or do am I, you know, satisfying myself as an artist? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, like there's a little bit of a, a balance there, I'm sure. And, and also on that same question, where, how, like, what kind of artist do you see yourself as? Because um, I noticed with a lot of, online creators their art is very different from who they are in real life mm. it's like it's almost like a split personality thing right. um do you feel like you identify more with that or is this just like what's going on inside your brain just going on what's inside my brain <laughs> Dude, okay. it was so it was so interesting to see you that night when we went to the bar yeah in new york and i was just like watching you make something right and it started out with like you talking about like the new features on instagram i was drawn like, on instagram stories yeah, in front of miguel and, like, we were talking that's about, like, where it features. looks like that's what that's where it looks like it came from um just yeah. that kind of animation mm -hmm. um so miguel you know dan from yeah. way back from um, new york yeah uh so like how did you guys connect and also like when did your journey start in relation to this like friendship uh we connected at 368 okay and and um it was dan mace he had a he had a video that he was going to shoot with um regarding like casey's camera equipment coming to life and Danny just, how did Dan even reach out to you? Was it through Luke? It was through Luke. Luke yeah, yeah, yeah. recommended you to, to Dan Mace. Yeah, Luke's, Luke's Dan Mace's assistant. Yeah. Right-hand man. Out in South Africa. Was a fan Shout of, out to Luke. of my stuff. And I guess Dan Mace asked who are New York collaborators that I could collab with. And yeah. my name was on that list. And dude, that was a, awesome. that was a wild three-day adventure where That's like we, we were up at like until like five in the morning mm, in 368 just shooting typical Jeez. new york lifestyle yeah yeah, yeah. Go, go, shooting go. this concept of of casey neistat's broken gear yeah. which he has a lot of like yeah. broke smash gopros <laughs> mm -hmm. and shattered drones and and all that like broken lenses 
and they would uh, come to life they at would, night. They come to life at night and like plot seek against revenge. him. Oh. So where did that end up? Uh, it's on Dan Mace's uh, YouTube channel. Crazy. Yeah, and so yeah. you shot that. Uh, Dan shot it. And I shot, animated and the faces coming yeah, yeah, to life. Yeah, yeah. Voiced yeah. all the yeah. faces, and that's so cool. And then like it was that, a wild concept. That's, that's how me. Crazy. It's that's, almost like that's how me and Dan met. It's almost like a modern day misfit toy, you know, exactly. sort of take. Like Night at the Museum, yeah. Toy Story esque, and uh, uh, Casey loved it from what from yeah. what I saw. It's it's interesting though from like where you. Back then, I feel like it wasn't as crazy for you. I remember you were even telling me that before I had you on my podcast. You're like, oh, that was a right time before things got really crazy mm. for you because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. now you went out to india four months ago that podcast was right i don't even yeah sounds like right for like december yeah yeah well so yeah i keep hitting different tiers or different chapters rather where it's like the hot wheels like the hot wheel car is on the track and then it hits that speed thing mm. <laughs> Dude, see, I, I love how your mind works it just seems like that's what you're that's where like your drawings and everything comes from. It's just straight. Your mind is just constantly thinking of things yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and then you just draw it out, and then you just put it out there. Yeah, but even even with that, like it quiets down when I don't have a lot going on, and it speeds up accordingly with the amount of different cool projects that I'm working on and cool people that I'm meeting. So like, you know, my life keeps like like getting faster and faster and cooler and cooler as far as like you know coming out here chilling yeah. with you guys and you know going to india and going to south by southwest and it's like picking up um and that kind of goes back to your question about like you know do i have like alternate persona like i don't and i'm very proud of that actually i'm very proud that yeah. i'm not totally different off camera so to speak because it that's almost the normal that's almost the norm sure it's almost like yeah um, acceptable to be so different and like socially inept, you know, not calling anyone out in particular, but some people, people are out here being like socially inept and like acting like the most, you know, outgoing, charismatic yeah. p person on camera. Whereas I embrace my, you know, awkwardness. I embrace my yeah. weirdness, um, on camera, on my content that lives on social media as well as in real life if any if anything more in real life i'm embracing the the weirdness we were no, talking about, we were talking about that when we were grabbing coffee how like your your whole th your internet fame is a little different from most people because it's not your face that's on camera all the time and ever I like that. yeah exactly yeah. and, and I, it's totally different i think that's why there's like this integrity to it that makes um people like the team at Super 73 excited to do a project with you because yeah. you come out here, we start talking, we kind of feel it out. There's no expectations. We just wanted to hang out. Um, and then as we talk, the, the wheels start to turn and it's like, oh, well, you actually genuinely understand like not only the content you're making, but why you're making it and where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. um, in the same way where, you know, as crazy as that soup waffle video was, um, there was a reason. There's like a reason you did it. And it's yeah. like, it just evolved and became a thing. And I think that's why it's naturally a good fit um, that you work with these different companies. Cause you've been working with a lot of companies lately um, and you're finding natural ways to share your art with even the most buttoned up corporate group of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's where I think you can become <laughs> kind of a legacy artist or uh, an icon uh, that's a part of a generation because uh, there's a lot of integrity behind it and people see integrity these days. And so 
when we see an artist like you, well, we're like, all right, well, we're gonna find something that works. Yeah, and right. um, you know, we talked about a ton of different projects yesterday, and one of them will manifest. And I'm like so excited to see what we do. Me too, man. Because a super seventy three special or blue dude, whatever that happens is going to be really cool. So cool. And that's the thing that has me so excited about, um, you know, this whole animation thing working out and drawing thing working out is because drawing can be applied and collabed with any other style, any other category. Um, you know, it could work with filmmaking. It could work with pottery. It could work with <laughs> plant mate. I don't know, like, mm -hmm. like whatever, like a florist. Um, it, it, it could be applied to any medium. Whereas there's other, you know, uh, areas of art that it's tougher to kind of, it's a bit of a stretch to make it work with different things. But drawing could just be applied on everything. And yeah. it could be as adult as you want. It could be as kid as you want. And everywhere in between. And I, have I a think question. that's what's really exciting. How long does like a, a piece take you? It depends. Um, like the world record egg thing that I made in one night, because yeah. you know that was time sensitive, yeah. I guess. Um, but then other things like I made a, a 12 minute animation with one of my creative partners, and um, that took like months, you know what I mean? Um, it depends. Animation is, is, is very time consuming, but my style of animation yeah. is not as much as true. Like there's animators on YouTube doing their out here doing their thing, yeah. putting in ninety plus yep. hours a week, working through the night for one YouTube video. And how do you deal with that? Because I feel like you must have this thought at a certain point where you put, like you said, a night into a video and it mm. gets six hundred thousand, a million views, <laughs> and then you you see people who you admire and respect putting in weeks and weeks and weeks at a time on everything, yeah, and getting hundred thousand. 150 and then it kind of just dies and disappears and is lost to the internet forever. Yeah. Uh, what's that process with you? And have you ever actually like talked to another creator about that sort of thing? Yeah. Well, it depends. Like I think it, my mentality when I go into making these quick one-off videos that, you know, have these one-off narratives, these one-off characters, um, you know, you have the occasional reoccurring character like blue dude, but for the most part, it's a bunch of one-off randomness and I know, like I've been producing, you know, I've been making videos on YouTube ever since I, I was like 10 years old. So I know like there's only a certain degree of longevity for a YouTube video. You know, if people are talking about it in 10 years, if it ends up being like the next chocolate rain, great. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, <laughs> you're scrolling on your timeline, you're watching it. If you enjoy it, you're sharing with your friends and then you're forgetting about it for the most part. Maybe you revisit it um, here and there. But, and, you know, I go into it with the mentality like, assuming that people will only dedicate 60 seconds to, you know, my page, if that, if they make it through the whole video. I don't expect, you know, you don't owe these people anything. Like, they, yeah. they don't owe you anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to ask them for their time when there's endless content, infinite con yeah. content on their timeline, you know, it, it, it better be good and it better catch their attention and it better pop and it better make them feel a certain way. So I go into it with that mentality knowing like I, it's almost like I have no expectations mm -hmm. and it worked out in my favor because of that. I think all too often other artists, other animators, other YouTubers want to make that perfect YouTube video and they yeah. end up spending weeks and yeah. months, way too much time on it. And 
it's never going to meet your expectations. Never. It's like a 1% chance that it's going to meet your expectations. So it's probably not going to meet your expectations. You put way too much time into it than you should have. Um, you know, and it's just like a vicious cycle to make sure that you stay sad. <laughs> like, or, or quit, even worse. Yeah, that's you know? what I was saying. Like, I, th- I think it's awesome how your imagination, it just bleeds into your animation and it just happens so quick and you just put it out there. Right. It's pretty fluid. It's yeah, like, yeah. I don't want to overthink it. I just like want to put it out when there. When I was watching at the bar, you did something on Instagram story. I was just watching the evolution of it. You were playing with the color and then you filled the whole screen mm. with color and then you made a window. And then from the window, you opened up like the bar where all the bottles are and then you created your character and then you put my face, your face and Jordan's face <laughs> at the top. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. just watching it. I was like, damn, so that's how your mind works. Right. And it's like a sense real of quick. It's integrity, you know, it's just, it's you being genuine. And we like that. We like the, you know, the integrity behind Thank it you. and people are reactive to it. And there's got to be something fulfilling behind that on your end too. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Really, it's, it's, um, it's, there's two different parts that fulfill me the most. The, the day to day is like the nice messages and comments that I get, like people saying, Hey, I, you know, everywhere from like the dude that was just having a bad day and, you know, I made him laugh for the first time today. Like that feels good. Then it gets heavy. And, you know, I've gotten messages of like people like on their father's bedside, who's like dying of cancer and they watched blue dude and it made them feel good. And they showed their father that's that wild. video. And that's beyond heavy. And that's amazing that I was able to be this, like, shining star in their lives just for a little bit. And and everywhere in between, you know, the dude that broke up with his girlfriend or the girl that just got heartbroken or, you know, every and, 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 and like, that's the real heavy stuff, right? That's the stuff where I'm like, oh, I'm not just out here making throwaway content, even though I'm, like, not asking for that much at the end of the day. You know, I don't expect viewers to dedicate all their time. I'm just putting it out there, like I said. But these videos are having a, 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 a substantial role in people's lives, mm-hmm. you know, more more so and more so, I think, based on the messages that I'm reading. And, and I always make sure to reply. Um, you know, one time I'm on the subway in New York reading a very heavy message about this poor kid who uh, unfortunately lost both his parents. And he's been watching my videos to get him through this tough time. And I responded as much as I could have. I, I typed like a solid paragraph back and, you know, made sure that I was, uh, that he knew I was appreciative and, and thanking him and wanted to throw my love and, you know, anything that I could have said in that moment to make it any better. Um, but these are the roles that these videos are playing. So there's that, right? There's the reading messages, reading the comments um, and feeling the love. Then there's the IRL stuff, you know, like like connecting with humans because of the stuff I'm doing through animation. That being the context, the excuse, the 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 platform to be on a podcast like this and mm-hmm. connect with other humans, you know, go to India, connect mm-hmm. with humans across the world wow. in a different culture because I'm just drawing funny, weird, dumb stuff. How great is that? That that was always the dream. You know, I grew up on Long Island. It was tough to meet other cool people um, or other people at all that I felt connected to. Um, and, and now I'm out here and meeting cool creatives every day because Thanks. of animation. I think, I think it's an access <laughs> thing. Long-winded answer. <laughs> I think it's important, too, that you brought up the fact that you were doing this since you were 10. Because then I could see a lot of people just being like, oh, 
this guy just does easy animations and he blew up overnight. Like, no, man, you've been doing this for 10 plus years. Yeah, dude. Like, I feel kind of weird when I'm, like, out here doing cool stuff and I'm, like, I have, like, imposter syndrome. That's what I was kind of, without saying imposter syndrome, I wanted to ask you about that. Because I think we all here have that as well because uh, we've had some pretty quick growth and, you know, it's been a grind and it's been really, really tough. And there's a point where, you know, sad sob story of every startup but yeah. it, it doesn't mean that feeling goes away because people see your success and so that's kind of what i wanted to get at was like do you ever have that where you say like you want to almost take somebody who you see grinding and, and doing it out there and promote them and be like no but guys look at this person look yeah. at what they're doing so yeah, yeah, yeah. how do you kind of deal with that and how do you yeah no I, th- I think it is important to stay humble and not get a like grow a big head um, you know, I think imposter syndrome is healthy to a certain degree yeah. to kind of check yourself. Um, you know, but then like also recognizing like, oh, you've put in the hours, you put in the work, like I, I've been doing this for over a decade, yeah, man. you know, and like, you know, with a startup, like you put in the hustle and the stress and like, you kind of, you kind of deserve where you to be where you're at. Absolutely. I have this, this t- talking point in this speech that I, that I did in India where it's like the the um, IDK versus the duh, and the IDK is like, I don't know why this has happened to me. Uh, this is like, I feel like I'm an imposter. Like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just lucky. Why am I here? Why is this happening to me? Versus the duh side of you that's like, well, I put in all the hours and all the passion, and I'm like, I think I deserve this. You know, I think this is at the very least, this should be the conclusion, you know? So it's like always those two sides of any creative clashing against each other. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like when you're lucky enough to be in a position um, where you have eyes on you and you use that to point to other people, that's a good move. That's a good look. People remember that, you know, and I think that's important to point to the other people that are out here hustling and, and, and you know, using your new platform to bring others up, just like maybe another uh, account that was bigger or another person that was bigger than you at the time maybe did that for you. That's the good. So just get back. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good. That's the good vibe cycle. I think good person cycle. Yeah. yeah. That's important, and people remember that. Yeah. People talk about that. People talk about when mm-hmm. you're a good person. Yeah. Yep. We, we, we yeah. were chatting about this. You know, it, it helps to just be a good guy because people talk when you're yep. not there. Yep. Yeah. And they're going to talk about you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And they'll either say, "Yeah, he's a good guy. I have fun with him." You know. We, we, great great person or he's a scumbag or you're a scumbag (laughs) don't hang out and that word gets around and we've all we've all dealt with creators and probably mutually that you do leave without a good taste in your mouth and you're like well now i don't really want to do a project with them right um so i think that does kind of play a lot into it now i have a question kind of stemming off that with people being attracted to what you're doing not now at this point, I almost feel like it would be taking a step backwards because your platform is so big. But have you thought about bringing it to like tradi- traditional media or jumping in on a project that's, I mean, because I see Cartoon Network all over what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And while I do think it's almost at this point a step backwards because you, you have your own platform, why would you censor yourself and cater to somebody else? Like, has there ever been an idea of maybe I do want to take something I'm doing to traditional media? For sure. I, I that those thoughts still 
definitely excite me. And there's so many ideas that I have to be like a long form show to live on a Cartoon Network, to live on a Netflix or whatever. But, um, you know, and I have contacts and people that I'm meeting more and more every day that could one day help further that reality. Um, tons of great insight as to what's going on in those industries. Um, and it's shifting. It's shifting more than ever because of, you know, these YouTubers and these online content creators getting like, you know, millions of, of reach, millions of reach while a TV show gets like 300K. Yeah. You know, it's just two different things. And the internet is, is you know, giving TV networks a run for their money for sure. I think if I were to do anything, it would be um, more of like a streaming, like a Netflix, like a Hulu, like an Amazon Studios. Um, I think that would be a little more of a fit. But um, yeah, no, you're right. It's not. It's not like it's not on my mind. I think I'm not entirely focused on it at this point in my life. There's so much other stuff that I'm pouring energy and hours into. But total possibility with the right idea. You, you ever know? you ever think about like live streaming stuff? Like maybe like live streaming like a, a drawing session? Yeah, I do that from time to time. They're, they're always really fun. I just did it for the first time on on TikTok. Oh, so yeah? TikTok oh. is new. Man, yeah. you're embracing. I mean, it's not, but <laughs> yeah. it is for us. Yeah, like man. you're yeah, embracing yeah. that new space. We totally scared to get into that. So a month ago, I was like, what is this? Why mm -hmm. is this a thing? And then I started uploading my stuff and a few people reached out that worked on the TikTok team um, that were fans of my other videos. And I'm already at like 650K followers Jeez. and it's probably going to pass Instagram followers. So the reach on Instagram on uh, TikTok yeah, is wild. That's yeah. so crazy. It's I don't huge. even think I've seen. Don't a whole. you're already. It's weird how fast things age us now. Because yep. you yeah. saying I don't think I've seen a TikTok yeah. is Am like I old. I mean, that makes honestly, me old. yeah. <laughs> okay. And I think it's happening I'm faster okay and faster that. these days because technology is evolving so much and yeah. so quickly yeah. it just that popped. It just and blew it's like up. and yeah. I mean, we're going to be looking at kids and they're going to be saying you don't you don't have a TikTok account. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I already feel like my dad, and I'm in my like twenties. Yeah, 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 crazy. No, I feel that man. Not that being my dad is a bad thing. I love my dad. <laughs> yeah, love you, dad. Um, but like two months ago, I was like, "Ew, TikTok!" Yep. And now me and all my friends are like, "Yo, like TikTok." Yep. <laughs> yeah, man. You know that reach though, and so I went live on there for the first time. I did live drawing because I hit 500k, and um, I never went live on Twitch or anything. Yeah, but it implements Twitch culture where mm. like there's money in the chat, yeah. which is weird. And I started just getting like money, like dollars. Donation, I yeah. made like $8 <laughs> off that entire, but I didn't expect it. And that culture is mind blowing to me because yep. you have like Twitch streamer girls, gamer girls or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. With like, you know, like really good looks yeah and they're making money Seriously. yeah the moment <laughs> no, you mentioned money. money like automatically i thought like there's something grimy about that, oh my you know? god like twitch culture is still foreign to me like i know more about tiktok than i know about twitch yeah at this point in time you know like twitch culture is assuming like they're still rocking and rolling last time i checked there was like an empire but people are like making serious money dude. well and, serious money and yep. i think that's something that's not, I mean, you know, you mentioned you felt a little grimy about that, but I think that's something that's not necessarily a grimy thing because 
the power is being taken away from these big, big networks. I mean, you want to yeah. talk about like historical cycles. It's going to be, it's going to get weird, but follow me on this. Yeah. I'm fine. For the longest time, the Catholic church was the only one with access to like religious connections yeah. and they were, call it traditional media. They were the TV station that was channeling what they wanted to channel, pushing their agenda, doing mm. what, and then you had this person who came along and translated the scriptures from German to English or, or you know, whatever, from, um, from Arabic to, to German. And mm. then it was the people's. And at that point, it was given to the people and the people could choose what they wanted to do with it. Mm. Now take that to technology these days. And now these creators are going on these new platforms where the people are saying, we're in control. We're going to decide if we like you. We're going to give you the money we want to give you. We're not giving it to the network to give it to you anymore. We're giving it directly to you. So if you fo followed me on that analogy, it's this mystical power being taken away from an entity and being distributed to the people. And I think that's what we see with things like Kickstarter even. Mm, yeah. uh, this company was born on Kickstarter. We didn't have any money, no funding, nothing. But the people decided they wanted to help us yep. to make a product. And so the people jumped on board and funded us. That is basically like the people saying, you know what, the establishment's broken. We're not gonna keep buying from these bike companies that don't know what we want. We're gonna give our money directly to people just like us who know what we want and they're gonna do it. And that's what you're seeing right now. Yeah. When these people are like, these cartoons we're watching on TV, they're not connecting with us. It's just garbage and empty and it's disposable. We're going to go find a creator that we love and we're going to directly fund them. And that's what you're seeing. Yeah. And you know, you say $8, but that's, it's a starting place. I mm -hmm. mean, and you're being paid by companies to do work for them now. And yep. it's like, suddenly now you've taken the power, you've taken the control. And I think that's what I love about, you know, 2019 and this, this new culture of distribute the power among the people and let them decide. It's democracy in its truest yeah. form. Um, I yeah, mean, the it's people. so raw. Yeah. I think I think it's like a win 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 situation because uh, the, the the people decide get to decide what becomes a reality, you know, and the the company gets a direct con to consumer insight as to what the people want. You know what I mean? So it's like total win win. Everybody's getting what they want. You know, the people are getting the perfect product that they ask for asked for, and the company gets to sell the perfect product that was like engineered to what people are looking for. Mm -hmm. Like, cause they have that connection to the people through you. Direct. I mean, you have the, you have the freaking president of the United States using Twitter to talk to the Sheesh. public for the first time in yeah. history. The internet is not even what it was five years ago. Crazy. The internet for the first time in history is, you know, the most powerful direct to your brain, uh, medium, that and, and I imagine it's only going to get worse, you know, or or, or more uh, potent. Mm -hmm. You know, potent. it's only going to happen more, yeah. Unless uh, I don't know, the Facebook servers explode or something, which everything will come crashing down eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's going to burst. We'll I learn. guess one day we'll learn. We'll At like it's the wild west right now. I guess is what I'm saying. Like there's no rules. Even when my stuff started blowing up on Instagram and Facebook two years ago, like. There was no credit to me. Pages with a million followers that was run by a 14-year-old meme lord. That, that's how the whole thing started, right? That's how it started. Yeah, yeah I remember you telling me <laughs> that. And I just didn't know back then to watermark my yep. stuff. Mm. And I just found like hundreds of copies of my videos wow. elsewhere. Yeah. And I'm like, 
this would never happen on TV, kids but it's so happening mean. on the internet. Kids are mean. Kids don't know what's going on. <laughs> but also, like, they, don't, man. they don't think about it. They're just like... They don't care. Yeah. They're literally... For the first few months of me, of my videos blowing up, um, it was me hitting up literal, like, 14-year-old boys from Guatemala that just happened to own this popular meme Facebook page. That's hitting them up, Hitting them up on Facebook Messenger and just saying, dude... Like, can you tag me? I would appreciate that. Waiting like 12 hours because they're in a different time zone for a response. I think one time I, I'm like, yo, like, if I pay you 40 bucks, can you please just credit me? Because this <laughs> wow. one. Wow. And they had already joined, posted you? Yeah. Wow. This one, because one of them got like 11 million views yeah. and was growing. And that could have made you back then. Oh, yeah. You know? So I paid him 40 bucks and he tagged me and then it proceeded to go to like 25 million wow. with my tag. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just like, I remember you telling me like you ran, well to, spent. Your, you ran to your train station yeah. in the rain, like just to like hit people up. Because when I when I first got the message that my animation was going viral, I was home on Long Island with really bad Wi-Fi wow. in a rainstorm. <laughs> and so I ran to the train, st the local train station with my phone and connected to optimum Wi-Fi. Shout out to Optimum. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just sh sat there. It was like a really climactic, overly climactic It's such a movie moment. moment. Yeah. I know. I'm like sitting there. It's like dark out. It's raining. And just the street light from the, the, the train station is like I, illuminating. So I'm watching it right you. now and I see Andrew Garfield playing you and he's running Let's through the rain in it. New York. Yeah. I'm, I literally just watched that scene in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. dude. Let's do it. Let's freaking That's really it. cool. So what uh, what can we be excited about uh, coming in the near future for you? Well, we just designed this this sick bike. Oh, I we mean, dropped it. That's cool. <laughs> I'm down. I was going to keep it on, on wraps, but let's, let's hype them up like. a little bit. Yeah. They don't know. No one so, knows what it looks like. Uh, yeah, Danny sat with Caroline yesterday, and <laughs> they designed what doesn't even have a name yet, and I don't even want to put a name on it yet because of where it might go and what it might do. But it's a pretty cool thing. That's um, all you get. You don't. Yeah, know. and it will be. Anything else? It, it it will be a very rare, special one-off kind of thing mm -hmm. um, at this time, and so we're really excited to see that happen. So definitely stay tuned. Make sure, dude, um, to be looking out for that because it is coming. Does it fly? I'm, I'm so is excited. It, it, it might fly. fly. <laughs> it might fly. Does it have I'm a just soup waiting dispenser? For the, yeah. <laughs> um, no, but like I, I, I have so much going on and it's all exciting. Um, I'm, you know, continuing to make a bunch of really cool uh, episodic content about these three aliens that crash landed to Earth and, uh, you know, their spaceships all broken. And the only way they could raise money to fix their ship and go home is to start a rock band and win a talent show. That and makes sense. So <laughs> it seems like people really like it. Um, we're currently at episode two. I'm about to drop uh, episode three, and um, it's like the first like episodic, that's you know, really cool. storyline that's going on. And um, people are really excited about these three little alien characters, and I'm excited about it because you know now I know to do more with those guys because people like them and, and like hanging out with these little strange little green dudes. Um, Sounds like a cool segment. Yeah, so it's really cool. What do people have to search to find that? Uh, three cool aliens on YouTube. Um, uh, episode three coming out soon. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, anybody else have any closing questions for Danny while he's here? Cool. I mean, I think we really dug into some cool stuff. Um, yeah. I'm sure that you've shared the story a lot, but it's cool. I think our, our followers now, while I think a lot of our followers do already follow you, 
uh, they probably haven't seen the behind the scenes stuff. So I think this was a really cool look. This is me. Uh, and then <laughs> be excited because cool stuff is coming um, from cool man coffee day. Yes, our sir. camps together. Yeah. So uh, make sure to uh, check out the links below if you want to see or download this on Spotify or iTunes or want to share with anyone. Um, your links are going to be down below as well. So make Solid. sure to click those if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, are you, I mean, how do people find you for other podcasts you've done? I feel like if they just search your name on. Yeah. Should just be able to search my name, Danny Casal or Cool Man Coffee Dan. Um, should pop up just about everywhere. And I thank you, man, for having me on. Our this pleasure. is really cool. The office is so sick. <laughs> thank you. I'm jealous of all the boxes from the 1980s. The vintage Star Wars <laughs> toys behind the set is what he's looking at it's right now. so cool, dude. Cool. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. You guys, make sure to uh, like and subscribe if you feel so inclined, because that's what YouTubers say. And we'll see you on the next ed- uh, episode of Squadcast 73. Yeah, have some soup. Thanks, guys. And waffles. And waffles. waffles.